Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is entitled A Time to Harvest. It was written by Brian Sammons, Charles P. Zaglanis, Glenn Owen Barass, and Mike Mason, and it's available on the Chaosium website. Jeff Wilkins is our game master, and this is Chapter 3, Episode 6. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Jeff? Thanks, Tom. Um, so a little recap, I guess we basically, the investigators are now in a small town slash city in Latouk, Canada. It was kind of a last minute thing. The, uh, Edward, the head of Federated Oil and Chemical, got a hot lead that there might be some possible Migo activity. And it was a very last minute, you know, rush around, grab your stuff, get on a plane, Go investigate. So you're kind of thrown into this rather quickly. Not a lot of time to prepare. Um, you ended up, you met with one of Abelard, Abelard's uh, contacts there. He who was a lawyer. He gave you some background information about two murders or killings. And you were given contact of the detective, which you went and spoke to. He was somewhat helpful, you know, a little bit confused uh, why you guys were actually there. But when he, when the offer was, we're here to help, then he's like, fine, you know, I, I could use the help. So he cooperated with you. Um, didn't give you a whole lot of information other than the gruesome deaths where they had their heads uh, removed, well, the tops, tops of their heads, and their brains are removed. Um, they unfortunately were rather hastily cremated and, um, he showed you a map, which I think I can show you this now. Um, just to give you a quick idea. This was a little map of the town that he showed you. Uh, the number one is the train tracks. That's where you, you, the train station, that's where you arrived at right down a couple blocks was the police station number two. And then the two locations that he marked on the map were where the bodies were found. The first one was just only a few blocks away. Okay. And then the second one was right at this little angle point here. Uh, this line delineates the foot of the mountains. So right again, right on the edge of town pretty much. And really uh, you guys have the run of the town at this point. Um, so both the murders were at the at the foot of the mountain. I'm sorry. Both the murder, well, but both the bodies were found at the foot of the mountain. But when we trailed the body, it appeared that um, they'd been dragged. Yes, and just to, there was a little bit of confusion. So let me just, if if I wasn't clear, uh, you had found drag marks, like the like the body was being dragged from the shoulder. So you found the heel drag marks, and I just wanted to clarify. The, the direction that he was drugged was from the street up into the woods, not from the woods or the mountains down to the street. Mm -hmm. So when we, when we got to the point where the, the trail ended, the dog was going to follow, but it would have followed back into the town. Correct. In the, in the opposite direction. Of the, yep. Yep. We were at the end. So, now the, the dog didn't really take us any further other than kind of down the trail, right? 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, I, I think we joked a little bit about Rex is still newly acquired to Jasper and not sure he understands what he was supposed to be doing. He eventually got sidetracked when he saw a butterfly. I right. did find eight tennis balls. <laughs> I say to Jasper, it would have been better if he could have taken us right to the door, but you need to do some more training. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a learning curve. Uh, and I'm right at the bottom of it. Uh, I think there was a couple of clues we had last time. Um, I think it was the police chief told us that uh, there was a place that a lot of drifters hang, hung out round about. Was that around the railway? Or am I getting that wrong? No, you're pretty much getting that right. Um, there was along the railway, that's where they tend to drift in and out of town. You know, yeah. like, like the typical hobo, they jump the train. And, yeah. So you might find someone uh, down at the rail yard you could talk to. He also just gave you a loose um, uh, description that there's a section along the east side of town that they tend to like hang out on the corner looking for jobs. Um, right, okay. So you could probably just drive around or walk, walk around, I guess. Um, and you, you, you would probably just meet somebody in passing. And we knew that there was a kind of, the only welfare kind of thing in town was one of the churches that, you know, provided something, you know, for yes. them. Yep. So there's kind of three areas that if there were visitors to the town, which it seems they were, that um, we could have a look at. Was there anything else, guys, that you were thinking of? Well, we've, we've looked at... Uh, are, are we just going to try to wander up higher into the mountain? We, we could do. I'd like to, um, to check out the, uh, the railroad jungle. That's what they call it. I mean, probably... King of the North Pole, I know that. When, when we went up to the spot where the body was found, I don't think it really went any further, did it? Because, the, well, certainly the dog didn't take us any further. My, my initial thought was there was maybe caves up in the mountain and maybe there were, you know, some weird creatures hanging out in the caves, but it didn't seem that... Unless they flew, of course. Right, they but could it have is, dropped it. It's kind of strange that the, 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 the dog only picked up the scent from the body, if you think about it. I mean, because if there were people, um, whether they'd gone up into the mountains or whether they'd just gone along a mountain path back to the town or whatever, they would have left a scent that would have been fresher than that body. Um, but there's no reaction to that. Here's another thing, you know, obviously we've discovered these monsters in our other uh, travels. The, well, I'm not saying it's, it's not, po it is possible, but because we saw some creatures uh, back at Abelard's place where um, they were more human than the kind of bug type flying creatures. Right. But if somebody, if, if somebody's taken the guy from the town, it would suggest maybe more human than monstrous, unless it's, of course, it could be in the middle of the night and they're drifters, so, so that, that's maybe not, not true. Well, maybe they're, they're, um, they, might, they might be um, trying to, uh, to make themselves into 
um, some kind of form that's better suited to living here. To adapt Maybe. themselves. Maybe they're trying to adapt us to also, them. We don't know where uh, they started with these things, do we? But well, um, I, I think we should start by um, going down to the, uh, the hobo jungle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, because both victims were drifters, right? Or they were both yeah. recently yeah. unemployed. So, yeah. yeah. Let's do that. So, we've got a reasonable me. assumption the just clarify the the one was recently unemployed about a month ago. The other one, they still don't know who he is. So, oh, right. So, he was probably a vagrant or a drifter. Right. Yeah. His clothing led them to believe that he was. And he wasn't local because they didn't know him. So, well, if they, I mean, I don't know. I mean, thinking about it now, I think we'd be better off going to the the mission first and then the jungle, because um, mm -hmm. some someone at, at the mission there's probably um, just some sort of local citizen who's more likely to talk to us. Whereas if we go walking in there unannounced, um, we're just outsiders walking into their their place, and they're already going to feel pretty put upon by being um, by being homeless and jobless. So um, yeah, we might have a better chance of getting information if we go to the mission. Hmm. That's a good idea, Jasper. Let's do that. We'll go there first, and then we can head down the railway or over the east. Yeah, we can get better directions, or we might. might at the very least, someone at the mission could tell us who to ask for at mm -hmm. the other place, which, which could be helpful. Okay. Let's hope so, anyway. You lead, okay. I follow. Okay, let's go to the mission. Um, hmm. Just trying to think. We're going to jog there with the Dick Barton music playing. Do you know where the mission is? That's a question. I'll carry the uh, dog. We, we could ask. Ask the dog. Yeah. We, we could just ask around town or, you know, go to a, a diner or something like that and, and yeah. ask where, where's the local... Right. I mean, where's the mission? I don't know. <laughs> Come on, boy. Find failure for us. <laughs> where's the mission? Where's the mission, boy? Oh, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so happy what you were asking. The mission is down inside the well. <laughs> um, let me just point out too that you did have the other uh, site that you could investigate also, where the um, other body was found, or you just want to still go right to the mission. Uh, which is closer? Um. Okay. So let's just say. I forgot we hadn't done the other site actually. Sorry, I'm just checking, double checking the map. Yeah, we, actually, did we do the did we do the site on the at the at the bottom of the map? Is that the one we did first? That's the one you did first. That's the one that's only a few blocks away from the police station. Uh huh. Okay, uh -huh. so we could conceivably we could work up along the foot of the mountain, do the other one, and then go looking for the mission. Because we'd be having to go in that direction anyway, wouldn't we? Yeah. Yep. I mean, it would make sense checking where the body was, I suppose, now. 
Yeah, and that's logical too, because you would be basically walking along the east side of town to get there anyway. So, yeah, uh, I'm not going to worry about transportation. That's not really critical. Um, it's a small enough town. Small town. That's fine. We're young and healthy. Six hours. If we get, if we get tired, tug can carry us. <laughs> yeah, right. I can do cartwheels. <laughs> oh, by the way, so just so uh, everybody's clear. Uh, George wasn't able to join us, so we're just playing on this without him. Uh, we're going to treat him as like an NPC, so he's in the background tagging along. Um, okay, yes. So you're headed towards the other mark that the detective put on the map. Um, again, he gave you just sort of vague instructions with like, you know, you'll kind of see it when you get there. You'll, you'll recognize where, because you have to think about too, uh, maybe this plays into the fact of maybe, maybe why Rex was having a hard time. The police have already checked these locations out. So people have come and gone. The police have trampled down the grass and the location. So just keep that in mind. Um, so yeah, it's, it's roughly three quarters of the way up into the town further. Um, you eventually get to the map location and it's exactly how I described it's, you know, it's very similar to where you just came from, which was Nathan's uh, location. You're now looking at Anthony Corbett. Um, so it's again, it's again, the, the grass kind of fades away. There's a trail leading up into the woods. Looks like it could just be a nature trail. Um, it's an established trail at this point. Probably the locals just come and go and hikes and things like that. Um, anything you guys want to do first, or should I just? Well, what are we seeing all around us? Are there, is there like a factory nearby, or? The factories are more to the north and to the west. Um, the, the, the smell, I think I did describe the, the heavy smell of sulfurs in the air. That's a common ingredient for the paper mill. Um, it's basically, it's a nice suburb, suburb town, you know, maybe, maybe it's seen a little bit better days, but, uh, you are on the edge of town. So maybe that's another. Uh, especially if that's where the the uh, downtrodden are sort of gathering along that that area. So, I mean, you know, just keep your wits about you. I think you'd be fine. Street smell smells like my hamster cage I had when I was a kid. Um, Diabolical hamsters. Oh, it's that wood chip smell. So, um, you say there's once again a trail? Yep, there's a trail that heads up. Well, I think that we immediately look for, uh, uh, once again, as if somebody was dragged. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes sense. So, I'm going to ask for spot hiddens. Uh, 18. Uh, ooh, 58, I just scraped through. Yeah, just a pass. 
18. Is that an extreme or is that just a heart? That is just a heart. Okay. Actually, it's for me, it's not even a heart. It's it's just a regular. Okay. I, I only have 27 in. in oh, I see. Okay. Spot hidden. I'm too busy exercising. Okay, so there's not any telltale drag marks like the other site. Um, the grass has been trampled. You can see that, again, probably from the police coming and, and going and investigating the scene. The path heads up into the woods, and after only about maybe 20 yards or so, there's like a small clearing um, that opens, and it's like kind of like a teenage hangout. You know, there's like a fire pit there. Um, I, I'm assuming they had beer cans back then. So, you know, probably beer cans or beer bottles strewn about. Um, you know, local party spot, maybe teens hang out there. Um, so there's no real hard clues like the other one with, with the, the heel drag tracks. Uh, but it's still a decent role. And, you, and you, all three of you passed. I will say this, one of the tracks, there's a, like a section where the, the ground kind of dips a little bit. So it's a little bit moist in that area. And there's a couple tracks that look a little bit strange to you that, you know, not, not shoe prints, not, not human. Um, maybe just a wild animal. Um, do any of you have, what would that be, natural world, I think? Or even tracking? No, I don't. I've got 10 points in either. No, I've, I've only got either of those. At, uh, base. Got 37. And while Rex has a very high tracking skill, he couldn't really tell us. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, does, it obviously looks like strange marks, but it's definitely not human. Correct. Right. Would survival outdoors come into that as well? Because that's kind of my best score in any of them. Hmm. Or or not really. I, I, I could understand that. That's reasonable. I'll say you'd, you'd need a harder, better. Okay. I failed anyway. Yeah, it's just strange marks. Yep. So possibly nothing to it, but... Could be a bear. Catches your eye. Does the trail continue up? No. Yeah, I'll say... Um, Maybe the detective told you that it's basically just a nature trail. So it, it kind of goes up into the woods and loops around and loops back onto itself at some point and then just comes back to where it started. So it's, it's not like the Appalachian Trail where it just continues for miles and miles. Right. And the way we travel just now, is it like a direct trail from that site to this site? So it would be, you know, if somebody or something was doing these murders, then could it have done, you know, were, they, were, were these murders done in different times? Approximately two days apart. Oh, so it was, it was, I was thinking. How many days think. since the last murder? Uh, it's vague. So I think, I think I said last episode, it was roughly four days since the last one. Okay. 
Oh, sorry. The last murder was two days ago. The one before that was four days ago. So that two days, two days. Now it's been two days. Yeah. We'll see if we uh -huh. hear from about another murder. Yeah, we'll see if we survive. Um, Danny, what was that question again? I'm, I'm not sure. I think you were on to something, but I, I lost track. You are saying something about... It, it, it struck me that the way that we've traveled between the two murder points... It could have very well been used by the murderer or murderers, you know, depending on what it was or who it was. So um, it's almost like this could be a route round the back of the the town or, you know, this trail itself could be the way that the murderer's traveling. Mm. Kind of like out of sight of the town. In a, in a small town like this, though, on the outskirts... Mm. That's pretty much he. Anyone could travel this, yeah, secretly. You could yeah. walk trees and that's that's what I'm thinking. It's buildings and grassy fields that you could. It's kind of out of the way. Possible, definitely. Mm. Or like you say, they could be flying. If these things have wings. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm wondering, Tog. Your thoughts on should we follow the trail a little bit further out? I mean, is it a really basic loop, uh, Jeff, in terms of the, the trail, or could does it look like the trail would take us somewhere interesting, or is it literally just a kind of circular? It's basically just a circular nature trail. Right. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it's it's just one of those nature yeah. trails. Yeah, yeah. That's what's trying to work out. So let's carry on then. Yeah, let's head to the mission. You guys, that seemed intriguing. We're going to find out how how this town is involved. If need be, we we can just ask directions on the way. Yeah. So let's do this then. So on your way. So yeah. So basically, you know, kind of a, a busted little adventure here in that there wasn't a whole lot to see or, or hear or do at this point but at least you've been here at least you know the area you get you got to take in the location mm -hmm. um so on your way back down you make it down to the street again could you each do let's say a luck roll see if you see anybody Ooh. yes I pass. yes by uh by better than half so it's a hard it's hard luck okay. Well, today there's uh, two gentlemen standing on the corner that, you know, they've got like a cardboard sign out says, we'll work for food. Maybe get a, f a few coins out for them and give them a little donation and ask, um, ask who the mission is then. Yeah. Um, I don't want to harp on this, but this was part of the reason why I was asking you how you were dressed. Can you give me a little bit more detail on that? I basically am looking for uh, Abelard set you up with like fancy stuff, right? I mean, he, he custom tailored suits. Um, is that what you're wearing or did you kind of... I think, didn't didn't we say we, we were dressed more sort of outdoorsy, I think? Yeah, more casual. Yeah, we kind of anticipated. I might, in you know, fact, out and about. Might be wearing the clothes that I was in when I was 
you know, first mm. there, except except maybe for a cold, colder jacket. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm wearing a flannel jacket and and a hat with ear flaps. Okay. All right. Perfect. That's 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 good. Um, yeah. So they're they're uh, they're just sitting on the corner. Uh, they they get your eye, you know, as you're approaching. Uh, they just look up like, "Do you need do you need a you need us to work on anything for you?" Um. Hi, hi, fellas. Um, I'm afraid we're not looking for uh, for anyone to do any work, but um, we we are looking for the uh, the, the church mission. Um, do Do you think you could maybe point us in that direction? Hmm. Uh, his tone kind of switched on a dime when you said we're not interested in hiring you, right? So now it's almost like. What what use are you to me? Hey, I mean, we we don't we'll, we we don't mind um, make, making a um, a small donation if you if you if you could help us out. Um, I'm I'm jingling coins in my pocket as I'm kind of preparing. The same way the switch got turned off, the switch now got turned back on again. Yes, yes, yeah, sure. Um, and he kind of like takes his hat off and tips it off. Clink. Um, well, as a matter of fact, if you just go about two blocks down, uh, or up actually to the north, uh, you'll find the mission right there. And he kind of looks you up and down, like you guys don't look as down and out as what he looks. So he's kind of, you know, why, why do you ask? Why are you looking? Oh, we're 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 um we're 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 from the college. We're, we're students. We've come to volunteer to help people. But you know, uh, we heard something kind of scary that a couple of guys had got killed. Did you hear about that? Oh yes, I did. We were a bit we were a bit nervous because we heard there might be a, a crazy person on the loose. Yeah, that's. I mean, strange road out there, isn't it? You never know. Is it, is it true they, they someone said they had their, their, their heads cut off or their brains cut out or something? That's what I heard too, yeah. Jeez. Did you guys know the, the guys that have gone missing? Or did you know anything about them? Um, the one guy turns to the other guy and he starts speaking in French. Uh, and there's a little bit of conversation back and forth. And he says... No, we, we didn't really know either one of them. Are they, are they the only two you've heard of? It's, it's... Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, just within the last week, too. So this is a new new thing. That is scary. And I, I, will, I will give them um, some changes. So here, here, get yourself a hot meal and... Um, you, you, you keep an eye out. Like, don't, don't take any chances. Like, I mean... Um, I guess I guess you've all got um, got somewhere to stay down by the railroad. I guess. Yeah, we've got our, our spots. You know, uh, the mission—it's nice and everything. Uh, but to be honest with you, there's a little bit of a payoff for a trade that you gotta you gotta sit there and listen to the preacher talk for hours and hours. A lot of people do that anyway. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not slamming the guy. I mean, it's just uh, sometimes all you want is just a hot meal and a warm bed. But uh, you know, I mean, he's doing it out of the goodness of his heart. So I can't, I can't really fault him. It's just, yeah. All right, thanks. Yeah. Good luck well, finding it, finding some work. And and listen, if you hear anything, you know we're happy to just you know. We've not got a lot, but we can give you a little bit, a little bit of change if if you hear anything. If you see us about, we might go up to the mission, or we'll be about town. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Um, and he seems genuinely, you know, he. I guess there's always that level of defensiveness. I guess. Yeah. You know, they're probably picked on a lot. Um, people taunt them and stuff. So when you came up and you offered the money, his whole demeanor kind of like softened a bit. So, yeah, he's very thankful. Cool. You take care, fellas. Will do. Be careful. He says in a non-menacing way. I say, well, you know, here's a grenade if you, you know, you need <laughs> to defend yourself. Ah. <laughs> huh. Give a man a grenade <laughs> once. Teach him a magic spell. Yes, wise less. Here's a grenade. Um, go, go do some fishing. <laughs> Saddam <That's> Hussein style. <laughs> Give a man a, a grenade and you'll teach him how to fish. Or something I don't know for at least a week. Yeah. So let's walk down to the uh, mission. Yeah. Um, like he said, it's only about two blocks down. Um, the one one thing I'll say just to as your way about one block before you get there, there's a small shop on the right hand side. Uh, it's a hardware store. Um, but being that this is kind of a small town and rural, it's also got a little cafe set up in the corner. So if you need to meet or stop or anything like that, that's okay. you can just keep that in the back of your mind. Cafe Latouk? Um, actually, it's Justine's Hardware. Justine's Hardware Coffee Shop. Store and cafe. And then... Uh, about a block further down, you see the mission. It's got a nice wooden sign out front uh, with the big letters that say YMCFC. And here it is. Um, anyone care to guess? YMCFC. Uh... I'll just tell you Young Men's Christian Fellowship Center. Young Men's Christian Fellowship Center. Oh, I bet it's fun to stay there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you can get a good meal. And uh, as you approach, you see three guys. Oh, look. It's, um, there are three men there. They appear to be um, a construction worker, a Native American, and a gentleman wearing a large amount of leather. He might be a motorcycle policeman. 
We are not singing a song, guys, okay? I did not get where that was going, but now I do. <laughs> They're uh, crouched at the foot of the steps. Uh, and not really paying attention to you guys walking up to them. Well, I'll, 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 you know, tip my brim. Morning. Uh, you kind of take them a little bit off guard. They turn around and they 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 look uh, embarrassed, maybe like you just caught them doing something. Uh, can you do a spot hidden again? It's, it's, oh, nope. Eighteen. Out yes. Of. Pass. So that's a. Um, I've just gonna, just squeezed by on an on extreme, I think. Okay, great. So in the shuffle, there's. Oh, no, the card, sorry. You see some kind of fast hand movements, and uh, you realize that it looks like they've had a small game of craps gone. So they quickly gather up some money that was on the, the ground, and they they look embarrassed, like you just caught them doing something they should have been shouldn't have been doing, especially in front of the mission. Well, I'll I'll, I'll just I'll just go. <laughs> I roll in a light-hearted way. Put them at their ease. Yeah. So do we just walk past them and walk in? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. But before we actually walk right in, I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of lean over and say, "What are we looking for here?" To you guys. Well, I guess the minister. Just to ask him some questions. Yeah, maybe maybe if uh, these guys showed up at the mission for food or help. Mm. If not the minister, actually, whoever serves the food would yeah. probably be our best bet because get that's the gossip the person they're probably going to talk to. Mm -hmm. So that whoever's serving in the kitchen. I mean, we can ask these guys as well. You know, we can speak to these guys if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, guys. Hey, hey, fellas, who's winning? Yeah, you get a hearty, hey, brother, how are you? Going inside. You looking for, for a place to stay? Well, yep. no, we're just, just looking at the talk right now. Is this, uh, is this a nice place to stay? Yeah, it's, it's all right. You know, it's clean. That's, that's half the battle right there. We're new in town and we heard some bad stories, you know, about some guys, a couple of people had been killed. So oh. we're, a bit we're a bit nervous, you know. Is that is that story true? Uh, I think it is. That's what I've heard also. Um, yeah, I mean. Did you know these guys? I knew the one guy. I mean, I didn't know him, know him, but I knew him enough that I've seen him coming and going from here. Uh, um, we didn't really hang out so much to say, but you know, I've seen him come and go. I know he spent a few nights here a couple times. I think Which he was what? a uh, ex uh, mill worker who got laid off. Mm. Is that uh, Nathan Roche? Uh, the other one, Anthony Corbett. Uh, Anthony Corbett. Uh, yeah, that's terrible, terrible tragedy. Yeah. Frightening. There've been two two killings in less than a week. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that is that is worrying. 
And did you do you guys work in the town? Did you work in the town and lost a job as well? Um, he, he hesitates. I'm actually from further down south. Uh, mm. it, it's just this town has a reputation uh, where the mill workers, they're always, it's a high turnaround job. So they're always looking for new workers. Um, mm. uh, so it's a, it's a very good chance. That's why we tend, you know, we tend to congregate yeah. here. Yeah, that makes sense. Is the pastor inside? He should be. I don't. I don't remember seeing him leave. Okay. Well, good luck in getting some work, guys, and we'll Father, go in and see. Father Dubois. Father Dubois. I believe I'm saying that correctly. D U B O I S. Yeah, Dubois. Dubois. There was this French soldier that we knew that was named Dubois. All right. So let's yep. walk inside. What's it the place look like? Dubois, it means of the wood. Of the wood? Of the wood. Of the wood. Or of the worm. Which one are you saying? Wood. Of the wood. That's my attempt at doing a southern accent. Uh, I'll do a proper southern accent. Of the wood. <laughs> of the world. Possums and yam, isn't it? Oh, oh, I love me old possums and yam. So when we go inside, what's well, the in Dixie. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to, let's just show you the map. Sorry, I've just pulled my headphones out. Oh. <laughs> you ain't old matey bush there. I did. I went over south of the river. I mean, clearly you haven't been to the second floor, so. Okay. So you, you're walking in the front steps here. You're getting, you're arriving in the hallway. There's a main room directly in front of you. Office to the left, kitchen in the back, water closet, blah, blah, blah. So is this, is this, um, like, this isn't a kind of feeding time just now where guys are milling about getting food, is it? Let's do a joint luck roll. So since there's three of you here currently, if two of you pass, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, easy. Uh, yep, easy. Oh, oh I've got seven. Wow. We all passed. Good. Did so you, yeah, dog? you hear uh, the loud booming voice coming from the main room just in front of you. Um, it looks like as you, you know, you're just in the hallway now looking in through the open door, you see a whole bunch of chairs lined up and they're all facing one direction. Uh, the loud booming voice is preaching about come on, where is it? Job, the heavenly lobster. I was trying to find the actual biblical <laughs> verse. Job 7-17. What is mankind that you make so much of them that you give them so much attention? Well, shall we um, shall we go through and hang out with all the boys? Yeah. Yeah. Let's listen to the, the preacher for a while. Maybe we can all get saved. Mm -hmm. And then have dinner. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. And, and put our pride on the shelf. Uh, where's Rex? Rex is sitting obediently outside. Okay. Um, I've, said, I've said to the fellas out there who were playing crap, so don't, don't pet him. He'll have your hand off. <laughs> Watch him. Does your dog bite? It's not really my dog. I stole him from this. <laughs> so. Stole him from a dead body. Yep. I killed a fellow and stole his dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you? Oh, yeah, all the all the hobos go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Hobos—they've all got dogs. With the like modern hobos, anyway. All, yeah. all pit bulls. Even better, you killed they've a guy. Pit bulls with bandanas. <laughs> you killed a guy with a sock. That's even better. Yeah. Um, Just to see what it felt like. <laughs> <laughs> and it felt good. No, it didn't. I had a psychotic episode. Large oak paneled room with doors on either side leading to Dubois' office, stairway. Um, yeah, so you guys are just walking in and taking a seat in the back, I guess? Yeah. Okay. So he, uh, he obviously sees you guys come in and he doesn't really react one way or another. Other than he makes eye contact and he, he's he's checking you out and just that. I'll, I'll, I'll take take my hat off and clasp it to my chest in in the in the time honored fashion. And uh, he just gives you uh, a quick acknowledgement when he hits a little breaking point and he says, "Gentlemen, welcome. Sit down. Have a seat." Well, um, and he just continues on and starts continues with the preaching. Um. Hmm, how are we going to do this? I feel like I got a dice roll. I think you should roll oration or something like that. See how good it is. Who's feeling lucky? Yeah, I've been lucky all night. I think you right. should have prepared a speech for us to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do it because I, 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 just, I just rolled a seven, so I know that whatever I roll next is going to be awful. I just rolled, <laughs> I just rolled an 11. I was going to ask you to roll a d6, actually. Oh, sorry. Ah, for how many hours this goes on. Exactly. Oh, no. Uh, I don't know if I Do you want to roll this? Talk to me. Get him a water. Some water. Three, I heard. I rolled a one. <laughs> <laughs> we defer to Tug. After about Four. two hours of sitting there, you wish you rolled a one. Oh, well, we're not that polite after an hour. I'm getting get, get up and if we can come back later when he's done. Hey, fellas, I've got to go and check on my dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that, is that what you want to do? Yeah, yeah I'll, 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 I'll sit I'll, outside I'll, on, the, on the, the, the porch with the other guys and be like, how long does he do this? <laughs> Oh, he can he could preach all day if he was up to it. I'll say it's just now. We'll say you guys got there early in the morning. I'll say it's mid afternoon. Hey, any any of you fellas want one of these newfangled cigarettes? They're good for you, you know. They make your lungs hard and rubbery. Yeah, sure, perfect. Um. 
Look, they're, the, they're, they're really good ones. They've got uh, these special asbestos filters. I think, you know, when the guys are going out, I'm, I was kind of thinking about this. I think Danny decides to try and wait it out to maybe gain a wee bit of favour, you know, to the to the sermon, you know. And, uh, I left because I was afraid I was going to start snoring. Yeah. I, was, I genuinely was worried my dog would wander off. I mean, I can't, you can't leave your dog outside for an hour. Probably my backside is agony because the chairs are wood, you know, wooden chairs or something like that, or pews. So, but I kind of, unless he goes any longer than that, I kind of sit it out and in the hope that maybe it'll be more communicative. <clears throat> okay, yep. Um, so, well, I'm going to stick with that three-hour mark. Okay. So... Uh, you willing to sit there for that thing there, Danny? No, I go, I go out for a toilet break for half an hour because my backside's <laughs> agony. Okay. And and I'm I'm kind of listening outside with the guys to hear if it sounds like some kind of wind up, you know, to kind of winding up the. Oh, sermon. there's been about five of those already. So. Yeah, and in closing, you know, an Any, hour later. Yeah. Yeah. Has anybody heard the song by Lyle Lovett? Uh, trying to remember how it goes. Something about uh, the the beans are done. Let's go, preacher. It's it's time. It, it's basically like a southern preacher who's just going on and on with uh, it. And the the songs about them, like, come on, preacher, wrap it up. We all want to eat the beans and have our lunch. Did Johnny Cash sang a song like that? Oh yeah. Maybe yeah, it might be the same one. Um, anyway, yes. Yeah, so at some point, so Danny, are you going to go back in while he's preaching, or are you just going to still continue to wait outside? I think I'll try and go in and get you know the last ten, fifteen minutes of whatever as he's saying. Okay. All right. So, Danny, you make your way back in as he seems to be wrapping things up. Um, Eventually, the, the, it comes to an end and close. The guys are in the room. There's only about maybe 10 or 12 other guys sitting in the chairs. So not, not a huge crowd here. Uh, but everybody kind of gets up and they turn to you. You're the new guy. So there's a lot of handshakes and welcomings and how are you doing? And um, They're checking you out as, as to your clothes again. That's what, um, you know, you look a little bit more well off than the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a certain amount of, um, but eventually the, the preacher comes up to you and he extends his hand out for a handshake and he says, welcome brother. What, what brings you here? Oh, hello Reverend. Um, we're, we're new in town and we, um, we, uh, I, well, I, th- I think, uh, should we tell him? Well, I don't know why not. And we're investigating. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Well, what yeah. I want to, uh, you know, I'm going to talk, I'm going to say that we're helping the police out probably with yeah. these missing people, but I don't want to do that necessarily near shot of the other guys. So I might say, oh, could I have a word with you, you know, um, you know, a little, you know, a little bit quieter, you know, over there or something yeah, like can that. You go into your office. Yeah, yeah. Sure, 
Uh, so just so Tug and Jasper, you join him. Yeah, we we heard more. Talk. Yes, yes, we we were kind of hanging around on the, on the periphery of the door. I think. Okay. Yeah. At that point, I, th I think from the 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 guys' point of view that are there for the food and that it, it's kind of more like I'm wanting a word with the pastor, you know, and maybe maybe go back out down the corridor and I, and I shout the guys in. Yep. Okay. And um, so go in and. Yeah. He says, yeah, sure. I mean, by all means, let's, let's uh, step into my office here and a little bit more uh, peace and quiet in here. I really enjoyed your message there. You know, it really, really spoke to me. But, yeah. um, so we're he, um, we're new in town, and um, we're actually we're uh, students, and we've been doing some research recently, and we're actually helping out with the the missing people situation where you know you know the murders that have taken place recently hmm. uh, horrible horrible yeah we heard it was really disgusting were were the two men uh uh had they come here for uh help after their uh difficulties um the one gentleman I remember seeing, uh, Mr. Corbett. Yeah, yeah, I think that was his name. But you, you'll have to forgive me. Uh, I, I get a lot of guys coming and going, um, so there's a certain amount of it's hard for me to keep track. I do my best. I try to remember first names, um, but you have to forgive me. Sometimes it's just they all blend together. A lot, yeah. Uh, but but uh, the other fellow, he wasn't here frequently. I don't recall seeing him. I'm not, but that's not to say he wasn't here. I just don't recall. Tell me, um, Reverend, um, is is this a a dangerous town by nature, and is this somewhere where things like this happen? No, any he, he kind of. I mean, it, it, we're we're in a beautiful town here in Canada. I mean, things like this don't happen here. I, I don't, I don't understand it. So you don't hear about other missing people, or I mean, obviously you have people here that come and go. Right. I mean, there's always the rumors where somebody went missing, but it's, it's hard to say, you know, they could have just packed up and moved along and went, went to look for more work somewhere else and just didn't tell anybody. And so, I mean, that, that's a really difficult question to answer. Well, because of the nature of the two guys that were murdered, uh, we've, we've come in because we suspect we just suspect at this point that it might have some connections to a number of cases that are going on in the United States. And I guess I, I lost my train of thought. Um, we, uh, we're concerned because both men were down on their luck. And we were wondering if some sort of, uh, uh, you know, somebody new came into town. Uh, 
is there anybody in town, in your opinion, that we should keep a wary eye on? Uh, I mean, like... Well, how, what we say in here isn't going to go outside this room, but... Well, I guess, I guess what I'm struggling with is, I mean, the same as what you guys just came in off the street and came in. I run this mission to help the poor, and there are people coming and going here all the time. So it's hard when you ask if there's anybody new showing up. Yeah, I mean, we probably had four new guys just in the last week. Um, well, I don't think this would be somebody here. I mean, you obviously live in this town. Mm -hmm. Is there somebody new in town? Not necessarily poor. He's struggling. He's, he's like, I can't think of anybody. Can you think of anybody, and like I say, anybody who's in town? You've, how long have you been here? You've been here for years? Yeah, mm -hmm. I've, uh, I've been here about 15 years. Any, any people in town that you think are a little bit shady that we should uh, keep our eye on? Well, there, I mean, wow. I mean, there's shady, and then there's what just happened. I mean, I can't think of anybody who would do something like that. No, but where there's smoke, there's fire. Hey, Reverend, is there ever any stories of anything unnatural happening around this area? Hmm. As in devilish? Ghosts or creatures living up in the mountains? Hmm. Folks See, we, we, we found that we found that in our other experiences that there's been certain things that have happened, and these kind of legends and things seem to linger where some of these really heinous crimes take place. Um, do you have psychology, Danny? Yeah, a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean a little bit. <laughs> oh, that's unbelievable. Zero one. I've, oh, wow. I've only got 15 in psychology, so. Wow. Nice. Liar appears on his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just say then to you, it's obvious that you're kind of, you're losing him. Losing him? Meaning. Like. His, his interest is like, you know, I, I don't know a whole lot. And now you're bringing up talk of folklore and devils and demons. And uh, it's like, it looks like he's, he's not interested in talking about any of that. So did I just get the feeling that he's all about preaching and feeding the poor? And that's it. That's like his level of interest. Yeah, he's, he's starting to like shut down and cut you off a little bit. Tell, tell me, Reverend, um, do, do your um, parishioners help out here with, um, with uh, serving the food, or, uh, or, or, or is it the, uh, the, the, the men them, the, themselves, the, the unfortunate fellows who, uh, do, do, they, do they volunteer to, to chip in and, and feed each other? Yes, it's mostly me who runs the mission. Now we get donations and such from the, from the town. People bring us clothes and blankets and things like that. Um, but as far as like the day-to-day -day operations, it's basically me 
and then I ask for volunteers to help um, and, and guys chip in where and when they can. Well, it's, it's very creditable work you're doing here. I, I must um, I must talk to some people when I get back to, to college and, and we'll see if we can have some sort of um, charity drive for you. That would be much appreciated. And perhaps we could send you a, a, a check or some such. That would be fantastic. Well, I mean, we, we, we'd love to support any anything that's helping other people is, is a creditable, uh, creditable thing. Well, it's the whole reason why we're here is we're, we're trying to prevent crimes of this horrible nature. And did you say you're from America? Is that where this accent is? Yes. Or Massachusetts. Mass. Um, yes, for near 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 um near Boston. Boston. The uh, so, the Commonwealth, so which, which is which is why I I, I have that, that that curious English sounding accent of the uh, the Boston Brahmin. How in the world did you get from America to here? How did you hear about it? Oh, sheriff tells somebody, tells somebody, and it comes across the ear of. It's a long story. Yeah, we heard it on the grapevine. <laughs> wow, I mean, he's he's like, you know, news travels fast in a small town, but he's he's a bit blown away and shocked that like. Oh well, you, I mean, you you've got to remember, Reverend, that this is this is the age of. of of uh, radios and, and uh, wireless telegraphy. Everything is so modern now. Oh, it is. I mean, you know, um, uh, a, a piece of news can be halfway around the world before you know it. Uh, just so you know, he's roughly around 50 years old. So, older gentleman, but clearly not. I'm almost 50 years old. Yeah. He's quite a young man. Sometimes I feel like I'm 70. I look like I'm 70. <laughs> and do you see your volunteers, your, your good people that help you out? Um, are, are they the same, you know, are they your, your parishioners or, you know, do you get new people coming in to help out? I mean, yeah, it, it's a constant flow. I mean, some guys have been here longer than others. I try not to, you know, if, it, if I get the sense that they're, overstaying their welcome I'll try to do what I can and maybe push them along sometimes they need a push uh, but generally it's new people coming and going so we we were thinking um, that we might take a walk up to the uh, to their encampment their their, uh, their jungle and um, you know see, see if there's anything we, we could do um, uh, we, we thought we might even be able to get some people to, to possibly even arrange some some tarpaulins or, or su supplies that could make their shelters a bit more um, weather-worthy. Um, if, if we were to go up there, um, is, is there someone we should, should perhaps ask, um, ask for who, who might be the best person to, uh, to talk to? So, someone who's um, well friendly, really. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to. 
he reaches down into his bottom desk drawer and he pulls out a handful of uh, flyers. And he says, if you're headed out that way, if you wouldn't mind just handing some of these out. And it's basically just like a little advertisement for his mission and, you know, telling people to come. We'd, we'd be, we'd be uh, happy to do that. We'd be more, more than happy to do that, of course, yes. Um, you have the right idea, meaning you want, you want to be careful down there. You know, some of these guys, you, you can't are not quite right so um you know i'm just keep your wits about you well, thanks for the advice maybe maybe we should just give a, a little donation and head on guys what do you think anything else i think so mm. i think those those leaflets are going to become uh, quite useful because if we're wandering around with that uh, encampment handing out leaflets then basically we're yeah. just from the church aren't we? So. yeah that's... good girl uh, sorry I'm just going to have to nip out for a second because um, someone is intimating that she wants to go to the toilet and if I don't take her out now she's going to start howling through the game so um, if you just okay. carry on without me for a second I'll be back very shortly she, she not being a human but, but a dog right Let's let's make that clear. Not his girlfriend. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I ask the ask the Reverend where the, the donation box is and mm -hmm. put, a small, yep. put a small donation and take the leaflets and off we go. Sure. Not not particularly not overly helpful, Tug. You know, but Do you get the impression that, that he might be holding something back or. I don't know. I just felt like he wasn't really that interested in helping us. Maybe. Seems like he should have known, you know, like old man Johnson's a crazy old man and yeah, and Mr. Hemsworth is, uh, is a, a slave driver and, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and Jimmy is a guy to talk to. He knows everything that's going on around, you know, but and again, maybe he's just very focused on his own work. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought. Outside that. So where to next? Well, I think we head down the railway. Or or the, is it the east side? What's closest, uh, uh, Jeff? Is it the east side? Is, it, is that closest to where we are now or the the railway? Um, yeah, so let me... Whoever's closest, I think. So you are currently on the east side of town, uh, northeast, basically. Um, the rail yards are in the northwest, so across town, but we're only talking about six or seven blocks. Okay. Yeah, we just what time over. is it now? Probably later afternoon. Yeah, three p.m. All right. I can't believe I listened to so much of his sermon just to. For him, really. Did you see? Did you notice, Tug, how he just totally switched off and asked him about legends and, you know? Yeah, well, he's probably a bit superstitious and that stuff, but uh, he sure liked Job. Yeah, he liked him for about three hours worth. <laughs> yeah, you read the whole book in that time, a couple times through. <laughs> Job's the one that suffered, and 
God, uh, God was sort of showing off to the devil, wasn't he? That, hey, Job's my guy. He's not going to betray me or give up. Mm-hmm. Man of great fortitude. Well, if you've got two hours, I can tell you all about it because I just heard about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you heard about Job and his brother and his two sisters and their children. And of course, they all got crushed in the house. But um, all right, where is where has Jasper and that dog gone? <laughs> that, that's not even his dog. Now he's come back with a completely different dog. He's uh, he seems to attract dogs. He's brought two of them. <laughs> He's got two dogs now. I don't mind him bringing the dogs because they're good at tracking a scent, you know. Yeah. Well, and they, they intimidate people if they try to attack us. I think that the one thing, though, um, when the Reverend told us just to watch ourselves, so maybe we'll just kind of keep a sharp eye out, especially maybe when we go down the railway. We we don't want to get lynched, you know? Well, I think even more so, we don't want to encounter people that have been taken over by the Migo and spill the beans that to them yeah. while we're here. Hopefully, I don't think that preacher is because I don't think the Migo would spend their time talking that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. He didn't sound buzzy at all like that one on the tape. <laughs> well, okay. So we're kind of looking for the hangouts really on Oh no, the railway is on the west northwest, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. You know what? Why don't you guys do a spot hidden? Okay. Ha, huh, ninety-nine. <laughs> Ninety-three. Oh. Do you want to roll for? Oh, here he comes. Oh no, he doesn't. Why don't you roll for? Uh, Jasper. Tug. You want me to roll for Jasper? Here oh, here he is. Here he is. Wait, 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 wait. And Jasper <laughs> rolls. No. <laughs> we're, we're rolling for what? Spot hidden? Spot hidden, Mick. Roll a dice roll. Sorry, I just, I, uh, Rex ran off. <laughs> um, I failed. <laughs> We all failed. Especially with these dogs. It happens. So, yep, you guys are making your way to the train yard. Um, again, so just to, you know, you're basically just canvassing the area, right? Just looking to talk to people, get information, right? And we've got if, if anyone looks down on their luck, we'll hand them a flyer. Okay. Um, potentially be insulting. Mm. What? Um, so you're right. To describe the real yard, uh, the the term jungle, I think, does fit. It can feel like a maze, right? There's 
yeah. a whole bunch of cars stacked in there. They all sometimes look the same. So there's a certain level of you kind of got to keep your wits about you and which direction you're going in. And, yeah, um, it's, like a, it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes you wonder how you keep from going under. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and <coughs> can I ask you... Well, let's, let's start with you, Jasper, since you've seen it. Uh, can you do a knowledge roll? And that's a standard pass. Okay. Uh, just, you know, are you going to just walk in off the street and just start wandering around the trail yard? Or do you want to... Um, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sort of make my way through handing out uh, the flyers. Well, what I mean is the workers there are probably very much against hobos being. Oh, right. Um, no, I think, be, um, you know, you're just strangers walking in. They I might was, I was kind of thinking that we'd, we'd, um, you know, keep, keep an eye out for where the, the hobos were. Um, if we could see anyone coming and going and, um, like that, like the ghost just if your, came. If your camera was just a little bit higher, that would have been really spooky. <laughs> or if my dog was shorter. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, um, or if, I, if I was like that, if I was in the way, um, I think, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that it's, they're, they're going to be sort of in the, in the bushes near the freight train line somewhere. Right. So I guess what I'm asking is, are you going in with permission from, or are you, are you just like, well, we could try that first. Couldn't we, we could just go up to one of the, uh, the bulls and, um, I know we'll be all good. I'm a little confused. Are we going to a hobo city or are we going to a place where people are working on the trains? This is an actual working trail yard, yes. Yeah, so it's a it's train a, yard. It's not a hobo land. It's it's, it's a train yard, and when when hobo hobos camp by by the rail yard, they call it a jungle. Okay, um, but we're going there to to talk to the hobos, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I I I've been I've been reading um, magazines about this for uh, months and months. And uh, I, I, I know just I know some of their chalk signs as well. Oh yeah. So I think uh, they, it, they, they call the rail the railway workers. They call them bulls. 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 Yeah. B-U-L-L. Like, 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 yeah, like in that song, Big Rock Candy Mountain, where the Wang Noodles sing and the yeah, and all all the uh, all the dogs have rubber teeth. <laughs> Yeah, I think it makes sense. Maybe approaching one of the guards, or I mean, maybe we didn't weren't anticipating maybe so many people to be on duty. So we maybe go up and say, "We're do we do we want to make out that we're trying to encourage the the homeless folks to go to the mission out out yes. of their way?" Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, trying trying to get them to go up and stay at the mission. Yeah. Instead. Stay out of danger and away from the carriages and all that, because obviously they sleep under them or in them and things. So. Okay, that's very reasonable. Good, good. Uh, I'll just say then you there's a uh, 
office building at the front, you guys stop in, give them a spiel. We, we don't need to overdo that. Um, so yeah, the, you know, they just say, you know, don't, don't take too long. Be careful out there. Watch your step. Um, and just check in when you're leaves so we know that if you go missing, we, we, we're not out there looking for you. All right. Yeah, thanks very much. Say, did you, did you hear about these horrible murders, guys? Oh, yeah. It's all over town. Were these people around here, the, the guys that disappeared or got killed? Did they come around here? I think the one guy... I remember seeing, I didn't know him, but I remember seeing him. Um, mm. they, they passed around a flyer, uh, like a sketch artist, I think. Uh, uh. But I, I really, I wasn't able to share that much information with him. Mm. Yeah. Scary times. Yeah. Anyway, we'll try, we'll try and encourage these guys to come up to the mission and stay out your way. Okay. Yeah, if you can get them out of here, I, that would be appreciated. All right, let's uh, fast forward a little bit. Um, it's taken a bit of time to navigate this area. And like you said, they're sort of trying to stay hidden from the bulls. So um, let's put it to a group luck roll. Cool. I passed. I got, uh, uh, yeah, a hard. Okay. I got I 15 need, out of 16. I need Danny and Jasper to pass. One of you more. Passed. Okay. Oh, I also passed with a 28. Nice. So I only, after about maybe a half an hour, which is, you know, after spending two hours at the priests, uh, half an hour seems like it took no time at all. Uh, you're walking about and you happen to catch some sounds coming from one of the rail cars. The door's been mostly closed. It's open about maybe a couple inches. Um, so, what do you want to do? Does it sound like there's people inside just chatting? Could be. It wasn't even. It wasn't even voices. It was just a noise. Oh. Should, should we um, should, should try to throw a grenade in? Well, that's what you're <laughs> for, isn't it? Is there anyone looking? <laughs> um, I, I was going to suggest we knock. Um, I mean, obviously, like throwing a grenade in is a variation on that theme. Yeah. <laughs> right? well, I'm just wondering whether we could possibly <laughs> de-escalate the the volume and and the level of violence. Of of that knock, yeah, we'll do the knock. Need to like knuckle, yeah, yeah, just for the moment. Yeah, just hey guys. I mean, as a as a precautionary measure, please by all means, um, do bear in mind we may need the grenade at some point. Yeah, I'll put that away. Yeah, so, hey, so, hey guys, you know, Jasper Jasper's knocking in the door. And, hey guys, uh, we're here you to could help. Knocks on it with the grenade, couldn't you? <laughs> As long as the pin was still just in. The key. The pin. Just to be clear, I I think you're just joking, but you guys do not have grenades at this point. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you you knock on the door. Um, you hear. You knock on the door with an obsidian spear. 
<laughs> well, they wouldn't let you have one, remember? No, I know. I know. Right, carry on, GM. Sorry. Um, you hear a gruff sort of grunt rumble. It's not even a... It doesn't sound welcoming is what I'm trying to... Free food. Free food. What's that? Up at, up at the mission. You, you free, free food, warm beds. We, we have a flyer in the, the space in the door. Thursday night crap game. <laughs> the, uh, the door swings open, uh, slides open, and there's a rather large hulking man standing above you looking down at the three of you, four of you. Oh. Uh, Hello, would you like to come to the mission? <laughs> yes, very much so, I think. He's, he's uh, you know, a uh, big guy. He's dirty. He's filthy. It looks uh, like this is the kind of guy you do not want to run into in a rail yard, right? So what, what's this about uh, free food? There's, there's free food and warm beds up, up at the mission. Uh, the mission, eh? I've yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, well, you, you have to sit and listen to the, the, the preacher, but, um, you know, if you, if you sit at the back, you can fall asleep and no one will notice. Tell me about it. I sat through two and a half hours today and my backside was killing me. <laughs> I try and put on the charm a wee bit, like, empathise with them, you know. Yeah, yeah, I had a hard time up there, you know. But we did say we'd let people know that there's, you know, a, a place to stay and food. Um, I'm going to ask you to do either a charm, a fast talk, or a persuade. I'm going to do a charm. You could all of us. Uh, let Danny do it first, and then we'll see if you guys need to come in as backup. Ah, oh, 75. <laughs> I've been wanting to do a charm all, all episode. Anyway, failed. My charm, I'm going to try and do fast talk. I'm sorry, Charm. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do some fast talk. Hey, you know, you might want to come down. You might want to sit there and sit through the whole preacher thing. But if you don't want to do that, you can sit outside. And uh, there's always some fellas on the stoop there playing a bit of dice. You know what I mean? Playing some craps. You might be able to win a couple of bucks. Oh, you think that might be your kind of thing, do you? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that's, that's extra five. Five? No, he's not buying that at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think with that build-up, you definitely earned a bonus die, though. I think. <laughs> okay. Seventy-nine. He's still not buying <laughs> it at all. <laughs> you so come over me. and it's superficial and uh, you know. Wait, so tell me, big guy, you work out? <laughs> <laughs> you think arm, arm, wrestling. arm wrestling? Con yeah, arm wrestling contest. I'm wrestling for information. Hey, mister, you want to pet my dog? I or a dog? At, I look over at, uh, at, uh, 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 I look over at to Jerry and I'm like, spell on me right now. <laughs> um, I'm wrestling. Now, I guess I don't want to fall asleep. Are you serious? No, I guess not. Okay. Uh, but I, I got an 89, so. Ooh, okay. 
Well, if he turns nasty. He's intimidating. I, oh, I, should, have tried, I should have tried intimidation. That's way higher. Normally, Danny's really charming, but he, I think he just he got scared with the size of this guy. So I don't know if I would let all three of you push your luck. But if you want to push your roll, I'll say that's an option. But I'll say if you fail, the risk is he's going to lose his temper. I'm, I'm, I'm not because I've already, I've already failed with a bonus. I think he's going to lose his temper anyway, because I saw it with our dice rolls. You want to give him an arm wrestling competition, Tug, or shall I try and charm him? Well, I was going to say, I'm trying to think of a way I can intimidate him. Say, look, I'm going to try to intimidate him. Say, look, there are people being murdered out here. And I know you're a big guy, but, you know, somebody can sneak up behind you and stick a knife in your back and uh, do it in the middle of the night when you're sound asleep and all those muscles ain't going to count for nothing. I got a... Where is intimidate? I got a 62 out of 65. Oof, okay. It's a pass. <laughs> it's a pass. It's barely. It's, it's a pushed roll, so it kind of makes sense. You know, he's, he's right on the edge of uh, being done with you all. But... And I give him a smile so he knows that I'm not being mean. Yeah, is that – I mean, it's an intimidation. Well, so my intimidation is saying... to him into comp- compliance. Mm. which I did by telling him that there's a murderer running around. Unless he's the murderer, in which case. <laughs> Unless, too, maybe he's thinking Tug's the murderer now, too. Um, I'm way too cute to be a murderer. <laughs> I don't kill people. I've never killed a person in my entire life. All right. You barely passed. You have his attention, but you're losing it. Uh, he's got a uh, some sort of gin bottle in his hand, uh, and he takes another swig of that. He's like, "So, what do you want? What? What do?" You... He says, "I'm not. I'm not going to that that priest's house." Um, let's just let's just be honest with him. Yeah, uh, my uh, my my no good weasel of a friend Nathan. He was there for a few weeks. Um, he got to live in that no good priest house. Nathan uh, Roche. What's that? Nathan Roche. I th- I don't I don't know if you ever told me his last name, but it was Nathan. Was he the um, guy that got his head chopped off? Probably could be. You said that he lived with the preacher. He, yeah, he stayed at his house for a while. Like, not the church, but the house. I look at the other ones and I say, Preacher said that he didn't even know who Roche was. Hmm. Hmm. Did you know this guy well? Which one? Nathan? Or Nathan, Nathan. I mean, we hung out. We, we drank together. I mean... He listened to my stories. That's all I, I can really ask of somebody. You got stories. We've heard a lot of weird stories lately. Sort of weird stories have you heard lately? Um, 
I'm going to say you, you've got his attention, and uh, I'm just going to say he, he starts to, well, back in my day, traveling these rails, I've seen some strange, and he starts going on, and it's almost like you, you get that sense that if you let him go, he could probably preach for about two hours on some of his stories. But if we get him drunker, mm. we could be a little more direct in the questions that we ask him. And if he likes us, mm -hmm. he might spill the beans on things. And I've got an idea. Maybe I'll whisper to you guys as we're chatting. We could have him as muscle backup. You know, we'll give him a little gin, get him a little gin and you know, maybe oh, offer to buy him. You know the cafe we passed earlier on? We, we could buy him some, some food and get him on our side. <laughs> Give him some gin, wind him up, and let him go. Well, it might be way more interesting than what the preacher was talking about. Something, that's, something's yeah, that's, really fishy. Yeah, that's uh, very suspicious, isn't it? Does, does he, I mean, obviously he's a storyteller, but does he tell us anything of interest in terms of any strangeness, or is it just no. like local yeah. story after story and then after about three stories you realize this is you know yeah half of it's probably made up you know it's all stories about how his buddy left he lost his hand with the train accident and you know um i'll say this too could you can all do this uh psychology role i just need one of you to pass really it's not 11 well i that doesn't pass for me <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, no, no. Okay. Well. Oh wait, it did. I got fifteen in psychology. Oh, okay, perfect. So I'll, I'll just be. I'll just maybe Danny and Jasper are sort of listening, but Tug, you're starting to be aware of the fact that the more he drinks his gin, the angry he's starting to get. He's, uh, starting to get. he's oh, an angry. Yeah, he's an angry. Yeah, let's go. So he, he's, you know, each each story he tells brings up the anger of his past friends and trials and tribulations and it's but he knew a Nathan that mm. stayed with the Nathan mm. now we, you definitely asked the preacher that if he knew them and they didn't he didn't know he didn't he said he didn't really know them right well, right but he seemed to recognize Anthony Corbett the other guy. The guy who worked in town. But he didn't know this. He said that he didn't know the other guy. So I think it's fair to say we're making a sharp, sharp exit, right? Away from here. We don't want yeah, to get yeah. to hang about this guy. Mm. But, now, maybe the preacher didn't want to be associated with the guy that was murdered. But. But he stayed at his house, he said. Yeah, that's... I thought you meant the, the church at first, but that's... So just to be clear, the building you were in, that was both the Youth Mission Center and that was his house. Oh, okay, okay, all right, sorry. sorry. Right, I thought it was different. Like he's taking, taking his people home with him. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, that's interesting. Um... What do we do next? I don't know. This is crazy. We are walking around town. We're not really finding out much, are we? Is there a connection between 
who the victims are and who and and the kind of down on your luck because why because they wouldn't be missed mm. yeah, yeah i mean they, they would obviously where they were missed, the easiest target they're the yeah. easiest target what did these two men have in common did they gamble did they i'm wondering is it worth going to check the mill because one of them used to work at the mill is there a bar in town Uh, I don't know what the prohibition was back then for Canada. Well, we could go to the hardware cafe and see if we can get any gossip, and or we could visit the mill to find out. Well, we'd find out maybe more about Corbett. Yeah, not the other guy, maybe. If Roach didn't work in the mill, then the mills might not be a connection. Um... But somebody in this town has either murdered two people or involved the uh, lobsterinos. Is that the Spanish one? The Italian one? Yeah. The, that's my new name for them. Um, so the Migos. Me goes or me guy. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's not me guy because the, the, the fun guy. That's what I was. The 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 Migo himself though called himself a Migo, so it's not Latin or Greek. Ah, oh, so it might be like sheep. It's the uh, plural of itself. She found him in the Himalayas, though. Maybe it's an Asian language. So, I think I'm getting hungry. Why don't we stop? Why don't we stop at the cafe and talk to some of the locals, and then we can work out what we do from there. That's a good idea. Here, let's hand out some more of these uh, flyers on the on the way. Yeah. I thought we met that big guy. He was a murderer. He might be. I mean, he's a transient. Um, oh hell, he's he's just some fellow who's, who's who's had a hard life and yeah, he just wants to be left alone. I think. I, I'm trying to think of what we need to be finding out. We're we're investigating the murder of two people who had the tops of their heads removed, and we think that the Miko are involved. So, our our primary questions are: A, did you know? the people who were murdered and then see if we can find some common thread between them. They both mm. went to the same bar. They both stayed in the same hotel or, and then start investigating that spot. At this point, the, the most we've got is that preacher, except that he just seems so bland. Yeah, I agree. And yet, why would he lie to us and not tell us about that guy? I mean, yeah, if he was trying to cover it up, he would be outraged that these poor people were killed. And that's at least the way I would think that he would act. <sighs> Let's go to the cafe. All right. Okay, I could, uh, I could do with a strong cup of coffee after that. 
That guy, fair, put the wind up me. <clears throat> Just being that close to his chin breath, probably, you've got a little bit of a hangover. Um, all right, yeah, yeah, we're certainly uh, strong. That's, uh, it's 1921. How many of us brush our teeth yet? <laughs> I do. Um, I, I brush my teeth with finest carbolic. <laughs> I just um, take gra Aunt Granny's uh, little liver pills. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, so I'll just say this. So, you guys make your way back to the cafe. Um, some of the discussion you just had, we'll say you had that in the cafe. Okay. Um, so, so basically, I mean, without going into it all, we're kind of trying to charm the locals and, you know, maybe do the more informed, not that we are working for the police or anything like that, but we're new in town, but we're a bit nervous and see if they can give us any information, ask about the two names. Yep. Okay. Um, let's say this. I'll say it's about maybe 4.35 o'clock. Uh, you're able to get a light dinner here at the cafe. Um, you tend to, you know, anybody who comes in, you, you give them a quick little, hey, did you hear about such and such? But it's all, you're pretty much getting the same information. There's not a whole lot of new information that's being. Okay. All right. So um, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I think I did. The cafe is only about a block away from the mission. Okay. Okay. You're sitting there um, and Danny, you look up and you see the, the priest and one of the other guys uh, leaving the building. Um, together. Leaving the church? The, ch the church, yep. Like one of the kind of down and out guys or just volunteer, yeah, one of them? Yep. I, I mention it to the guys and say, look, you know how that guy said that the other guy, look, there's one of the guys is hanging out. Are they walking towards our position or away from our position? Away. They're headed north. And judging from that little map that the detective showed you, you know that it's only about maybe three or four more blocks, and then pretty much the town ends. You're like, there's nothing else up there. Yeah, that's like the trail. I just follow these guys. Here, and here, here, quick, put yeah. me the bill. Let's let's see if we can walk as if we're just walking around town. Yeah, say, look, I look don't worry. I've, I've got Rex with me. We're just out walking the dog. It's the perfect cover. Yeah, true. Yeah. So we're trying. Try and keep pace Can we with them. Check over here. Come on, move it, waitress. <laughs> Next time, have more information here. You're not getting American, much of that. You Americans are always so impatient. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to ask you to do a stealth roll because you're just trying to be sneaky. I'm just looking for you not to get a crit fail. That's all. I mean, there's no reason for. <laughs> uh oh. I got an 87. That's not a good uh, Okay. Oh, I got an 8. I actually got a pass. I got 16. Nice. I have blended into the shadows. You guys are, Danny and Jasper are kind of like moving stealthily, and I imagine Tug's just kind of like walking down the middle of the street. Cartwheeling down the middle of the road. <laughs> Look at me! 
<laughs> you know what? Actually, that comes back. Has that ever worn off? Yes. Oh, okay. How long did it take to wear off? Hmm. That's a good question. Hold on a minute. Have you been cartwheeling the whole time? Well, it's just wear off when I woke back up. Had it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be brilliant if you know we we were like yeah, fantastic side effect. <laughs> you can now only move by cartwheeling. <laughs> I'm trying to think. How would you know if it wore off or not? Um, well, I I had an episode where I became very tired, right afterwards. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then when I woke back up, was I still strong or? Excuse me. I'll just say this. It was because of like you had just been taken down to the police station. You had been approached by the like a lot of stuff was happening. So I'm just going to say you were aware that it wore off that day, but specifically when? I don't just, know. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Danny and Jasper, you kind of yell at Tug to like get get out of the middle of the street. <laughs> yeah, but we yell quietly. <laughs> right. Um, the priest and the gentleman are walking, uh, they're just walking down the sidewalk and they're still headed north. Uh, but eventually they get to, like I said, it's only about three or four blocks. Um, and they're, you're now on the, the northern edge of town and you see them, the priest reaches into his pocket and looks like he's like fumbling for a key and he approaches one of the houses. Um, and he starts walking up the little walkway to the house um, it's a little bit run down, uh, like tall grass in the area, like not well maintained outside, but the house, it's reasonable. It's not, it's, it's just, it needs work. Um, and it looks like they're, they're heading to go into that house. Could it just be another halfway house or something? Maybe. Mm, it could be. Well, let's keep heading in that direction. If he comes back out and starts heading towards us, we'll just walk, be walking down the street. I'm kind of enjoying this because I've not done this since I was a little kid, you know, when I used to follow people up the road. So you see them enter the house. Um, you see a light come on, although most of the um, windows are like uh, have uh, curtains and stuff. Um, I forgot to ask too. In the process of this, we must have walked past the mission. Yes. Yeah. Um, is the mission closed, or is it just? It's the same. Like the guys are still sitting out front, coming and going. Yeah. There's no preaching going on right now. Right. All right. So what do we do? Do we approach the house and see if we Yeah, I think we should kind of sneak around and peek in the, you know, if there's shutters, try and peek through around the back and... All right. Kind of why not, you know? Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you for some more specifics. So, Tug, where, what, how are, what are you doing specifically? Well, I... I am... I'll say it's like early evening, like maybe six o'clock ish. So it's still twilight. There's still light, um, but it's starting to set behind the mountains and the trees. So it's getting a little bit dark. Well, let's say who has the darkest clothes. If I don't, 
then I might hang out across the street and just sort of loiter and let whoever is more stealthy than I am, because I'm kind of big and muscly. I'm not, I'm not very good at stealthy. Okay. I'll sit there and not smoke a cigarette. Okay. I'm not that great at sneaking about. Are you are you a sneaky person, Jasper? My my stealth is um, he snuck his way into her hearts. Oh shucks. Uh, my stealth is only twenty, but um how about George? Uh, how about uh uh Jerry? Jerry. Uh, he sent me a sheet, but I didn't download it. Well, I, well I've got 34, so it's better than 20. Yeah, mine's only 22. Yeah, I, I could just walk up and down with the dog, because then I'm just I'm just some kid walking a dog. Yeah. I think it might be a good idea for, maybe if, if I'm trying to sneak round the back, because I've just thought, maybe they're just coming round here for dinner. You well, know, could, yeah, yeah, it could be. But if, if they suddenly see you and they come running out with shotguns and stuff, I'll go tackle them. That's why I'm here. Okay. Do you want to move closer to You're across the street? Yeah, well, the street's probably 15 feet across. Yeah, you can even you could stand on the side in case I need your help, and I'll give yeah, you a wave. Okay. I'll, I'll stand closer. I'll be five just, feet. I'll be on just not side. out the front door, just off yeah. to the side. All right. And Jasper, you're pretty much hanging out with Tug on the front. Yeah, I'm just yeah, just just lingering around with the dog, letting the dog have a sniff of a lamppost or something. Sure. Okay. Smoking a cigarette, possibly. So Danny's Danny's like signaling to Tug. What's he saying around the world? What? No car wheel. Where? Where are you headed, Danny? So uh, it's just a little single story, is that right? Yeah. Yep. Um, so I'm just kind of going around the side without trespassing immediately, maybe on the border of whatever the two properties are, if there's one next to it, and, and kind of going around, skirting around and checking in the back door and, or the back window, see if there's a light on at the back, or is the light only from the front? It's mostly in the front from what you can see right now, unless you tell me you're going around the back. I'll go around the back just now first to see, you know, maybe they're just making dinner or something. Mm-hmm. And if I can't see anything, I'll go around the front and peek through the slats or the curtains or whatever. Okay. All right. Let's see. So go ahead and do a stealth roll. Um, I'm, I'm going to go easy on you. I'm just looking for anything. I'll just use my luck if I need to. 96 or less. Is, just don't get a crit fail. 70. So not very good. Not good, but yeah, um, it's fine. You're still outside. Um, now, could I ask you to do, I'll let you choose either one, either spot hidden or yep. a luck roll. Or a luck, did you say? Yeah, either one. I'll just do spot hidden, it's better. Yeah, that's, uh, um, that's a hard success. Okay. So you're just about ready to turn around the back of the house when you see there's a side window there and it looks like there's a little gap in the curtain area that you could probably peek in. It's a little bit higher than what you would want though. So you're either going to have to, I don't know, either pull yourself up or find something to stand on or 
How do you want to do that? If, if I got Tug over to help me, would I need to get a, Would he need to do a sneaky roll? He would. I would just go with the same. He just would have to do anything but a crit fail. 96 or less. All right. I got 85, but... You're pushing it. I stumble, but I... I get over there, and I go, yeah. And I just sort of hunker down so that you can sort of climb up on me. I do. Well, I'm, I'm going to go and hang around in the bushes now. Because I, okay. I don't want to be out there on my own. That looks a bit too suspicious. Uh, the, like moving further into the property, you mean? Like, Yeah, just, you know, into the shade of the trees so that I'm, I'm somewhere that's not you know, readily visible. Okay. I'm not. I'm not hiding enough to be suspicious, but mm-hmm. I mean, if if a cop came past, I'd just look like someone whose dog was sniffing around in the bushes, who was waiting for their dog to go to the toilet or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, still within eye shot of Danny and Tug, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, um, Danny. So you you managed to get on Tug's back. You pull yourself up. A little bit shaky, but you're holding on to the windowsill. You're looking through this crack in the window, and you see that um, there's a light that's been turned on in the main living room, and there's also a light that's been turned on in the back, what you would assume is the kitchen. Um, You're seeing lots of boxes of stuff. Like, I mean, obviously you don't know what's in the boxes, but it looks like there's a lot of boxes scattered around placed up on the edges of the room. Um, and in the middle of the living room is a, um, like a bureau, like a large bureau with drawers and stuff like that. And it's laying down flat and it looks like there's a, a toolbox sitting out next to it. Um, you see one of the homeless guys, you probably saw him sitting while you were in the, uh, the pre- you know, being preached at. Uh, you probably recognized him as being in that meeting. Um, you didn't really talk to anybody to get their name, so you recognize him, but you don't know his name. And he's just basically just starting to get situated, and he's taking out some of his tools. Like, is it saws and tools like that? Is it? Yeah, basic. You know, uh, screwdrivers, wrenches. He's gonna repair the bureau. Um, and what's the sense of these boxes? Is it like crates or storage boxes or something like that? Is it? Yeah, like they could all be carried, probably. So, what's this guy doing with the tools? Is he is he in this room? Is he actually in that room, or is he kind of going by? And so what's he doing now? You know, as I'm watching maybe for a couple of minutes, what's, what's he doing? He's getting the tools out. Yep. Is he, does he, is he fixing something in the room? Yeah, maybe, you know, he's, he's looking at the bureau and getting some of the tools out. Um, uh, can you do a listen roll? Yeah. Yeah, hard success. Okay, you hear the uh, Father Dubois uh, from 
you can't see him. He's in the kitchen. You hear him in the kitchen and he yells out, uh, hey, Joe, do you want a glass of lemonade? And Joe's like, yeah, sure. That would be great. I kind of whispered down to Tug. I think this is lame. This guy's just repairing something and they're having lemonade. Wait, wait until you see whether the guy drinks the lemonade and then passes out and the preacher chops his head off. And... Are you crazy? No, that's what we're here for. The, um, the preacher comes out. Joe is kind of like, he's got a screwdriver and he's focused on the beer and he's trying to uh, put, put the bureau together, fix it. And you notice that the preacher's come walking out and he's got something in his hand, but it doesn't look like a glass of lemonade. Is it, is it like a weapon or something? Uh, I'll, if you do a spot hidden successfully, maybe you can get a better view. Ah, damn, I feel that one. Luck or push? Yeah, push it. I shake him. Might hear you. (laughs) (laughs) I passed. Ooh, okay. Uh, It looks like it's just a rag. A rag? Yeah. A rag. Yeah. Dog. He's going to be like, here, smell this. Does it smell like chloroform? (laughs) I'm looking for for Jasper, and I'm like, I don't know if you can see me from there. Yeah, I've been, I've been watching you. Yeah, I'm specifically sitting there watching you. Okay, I take I, I take there. my I, I take my pistol out just in case he's going to do something really. Oh wait, no, nasty. We don't want to give it away. And in that amount of time, the priest slips up behind Joe and takes the rag and, like you said, just puts it right over his face and starts. Joe's struggling and. And mm. he, he like got him a surprise from behind and he's got a good hold on him and he's and in a matter of only about maybe thirty seounds or so, Joe goes limp. I am just whispering to Tug, let me down, let me down. Okay, okay. So I'll let you know. But just it's just You know, and Jasper's are you coming over, Jasper? Did you see us? Oh yes, yeah, I'm I'm on my way. If we if we stop the preacher now We'll save a life. Oh, yeah, we might save one guy's life, but if we if we follow him and find out who he's working for, then we might save a whole bunch of lives. I wonder if he's one of them, you know? Well, we should keep watching. Here, none of you can pick me up. Um, <laughs> of course, I could. I can... You could, although I might do a little harder stealth roll for you then. It might, it might make noise. Um, okay, okay, maybe maybe because we don't know what's happening, I climb back up on Tug to I just lift me up. Don't hit the wall. And um, just to see what he's doing with the guy. Obviously, he's knocked him out. But I'm going to ask you for another stealth and just don't get a crit fail. 81. Oof, you guys are pushing it right to the limit. Yeah, you look in and he's already moved Joe's body. It looks like he's dragging him along the floor. Oh, uh, 
there's a set of stairs that you can see, and it looks like they're headed towards the stairs. They're going down the. Hey, go down. Uh, the stairs go up. Oh, wow. To the second floor. Okay. We can't just stand here. Let's, Let's go in. Go inside. Yeah. Try the back door, or, or, and if that's, not, if that's locked, which it could be, then try the front door or the window even. Uh, you're right at the window. You try the window. It's locked. The back door is probably closer because you're back by this, the back window mm. on the side. Mm -hmm. uh, so you quickly make your way to the back door. It's locked. Front door? Front door. You make your way back around the front. It's locked. Uh, hmm. And you guys randomly good at picking locks? I'm randomly good at, at slamming through the door. <laughs> well, I have Tell a skill of on. one lock picking, which means that every, really one time in a hundred, I should be able to do it. <laughs> Thinking about it optimistically. But um, I'm also quite small, so I could probably climb through a window. They're all locked. Otherwise, I'm going to have to smash through the door. I'll let you guys talk about it, but I'll let you all know, too, that time's ticking. I think we just need to get in there. I've got my gun with me, anyway. I don't know if you guys have. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back, and I'm going to ram against the door as hard as I can. Front door or back door? Front door. I guess that's where we're, we're at at this point. Okay. Um, can you remind me, Tug, are you armed? You took a pistol? I do have a pistol, yeah. And Jasper, did you take a pistol? Um, it it no, was offered to you, but I don't I remember. Not, I did not take a pistol. No. Okay, that's what I thought. I, I think I made I made quite a, a. And as far as a strength roll goes, I got a seven out of eight. I believe I do. I did say I believe that I I now have a proper kosh. Okay, that's fair enough. Maybe not as comedic as a sock with quarters, but. But more durable. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the door pops over open uh, to you rather easily. And I immediately head straight towards the stairs. Okay. Right. Um, yeah, Sim simple house layout. I mean, really, it's like one main room in the, in the first floor, kitchen in the back, like I said, and stairs leading up. And I'm pulling out my gun as I'm running. Okay. Um, Danny? Yeah, I'm, I'm right behind him. Right behind him, and Jasper? Yeah, I'm following behind him. I've got my kosh in my right hand and uh, a very big dog in uh, in my left. Okay. Well, not in my hand. I mean, I've got in the, the leash. Him? I've yep. got the leash of a very big dog in my left hand. Okay. Um, Tug, you come up the top of the steps, and just as you come up to the top of the steps, you see the priest kind of poke his head out of the bedroom door uh, and he's looking out the, the room like he just heard you probably open the right. Truck. And he's like, just looking out. So for that split second, you're looking directly right at him. And I head right at him. Getting, freeze, 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 freeze. Because <laughs> I got my gun out. Okay. Uh, he, he yells. I mean, you, you clearly have caught him off guard and by surprise. He yells, what, what is the meaning of all this? What? And he raises his hand. What's going on? 
What are you doing? What are you doing with that poor guy that you just chloroformed? What are you, what are you talking about? And he's, he's out in the hallway now. He's come out of the bedroom and he's in the hallway. So he's okay. like kind of like facing you. I'm kind of back and tug up and I'm shouting. I shout, uh, we know you, you knew uh, that you had, um, what was that guy's name? The other one? Roche. Uh, uh, Nathan Roche. We know you had Nathan at your place. Well, I want to see what he's doing with this guy. I mean, like, back up, back up now. Back up by the end of the room. There is another door behind him that you can only assume is a second bedroom. Right. I'm going to... So he's backing away, like you said, and the door is just, just to your left. Just it's open. And he's left this guy on the ground? So you're gonna to have to look in that room to, oh, to okay. All right. So as I, I'm whole I'm keeping the gun trained on him and I look into the bedroom. Yeah, you see uh there's a uh wooden table uh sitting right in the middle of the bedroom and Joe is kind of just laid out on his back on the table. You sick fuck. But in the time that you looked in the room, you were distracted. Yeah, but he quickly, yeah, I, he quickly makes a move for the second bedroom. Danny? I shoot up to the ceiling. Okay. Jasper? Um, I will release the dog. Ooh. Get him, boy. Release the hounds. And I will be absolutely terrified by the gunshot going off right behind my back. Yes. All right. And die for the ground, die for the bedroom where the guy is. Where the you, might is. Need to, you might need to make a, a willpower to not shoot your gun off yourself. Yeah, maybe. I'm I'm terrified at this moment. I got a I got a willpower of forty five and I rolled a seventy. So we'll just say you you flinched at the gunshot. So as soon as his gunshot went off, bang, your gunshot went off too. Should I? I wasn't really aiming, so. Yeah, that's fine. You just knock a hole in the wall. But I dive into the room. Holy okay. fuck. There's <laughs> a priest. Just, yep, so Tug just dove into the room to your left, uh, and the priest just entered the room to the left, but beyond, just beyond in the second bedroom. Can I, has he left the door open, or has he shut the door behind him? Uh, it looks like he tried to shut it, but he didn't get a good, like it just swung a little bit, didn't close. I just shout, if you don't come out, I'll blow a hole through your head, you freak. Okay. Uh, no response. Jasper, go get the police. I just head for the door and kick in. I'm just Jasper, like, come on, Jasper. Jasper, you said you released Rex. Oh, so you did, yeah, the dog. Yes. I told him to attack. Yeah, he'll Not get in. <laughs> he'll, he'll get in before me. That's what I was thinking. Um, 
Did you bother to do any sort of like, do you have an attack role for him or do you have any yes. stats? And if you remember, we did some, um, I did some training with him as well, but back at yeah. the HQ. So his, his, um, his uh, bite roll is now 56%. Nice. Okay, go ahead and roll. That's a good way to take him. Six. Yay. Wow. He's like an Exocet missile. With far. He's like one of those Malinois that you see in those display team things where it just flies through the air and attaches to someone's shoulder and pulls them down. You, um... And then he explodes. So Rex takes off, runs into the bedroom, and for a moment you can't see what's happening. You hear Father Dubois yell out in pain. Uh, and he starts yelling. Um, Danny, um, since you're in front of Jasper, what do you want to do? I'm just chasing behind the dog. Behind the dog? Yeah, and, and kicking that door open. Okay. And I'm okay. looking around the, the room. The room that you're in? Okay. Where Let Joe is on the table. See if I can figure out what was about to happen because I don't have that kind of an imagination. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a rather, it's, there's no decorations in the room at all. The windows are, are completely open. Um, um, I'll say he brought a lantern up with him, so no electricity, but there's a lantern that was set on a little table next to him. Uh, and it's kind of a gruesome, you know, uh, the table has got a very thick, heavily scarred, stained, reddish-brown color to it. Oh. Um, there is a small, I guess for lack of a better word, it's, it's a workbench. Uh, there's tools and stuff, one of which is a blood-stained saw. Holy fuck. There's also at the end of the table where his head is on the floor, there's a bucket that's also discolored in reddish brown stains. I'm going to ask you for sanity roll. Yeah, I just rolled. I, I failed. Uh, 1d3. One. Um, so you hear... Father Yell, Rex has, Danny, this is, you're running in and seeing this. Rex has grabbed a hold of his ankle, um, so he's got him. The priest was on his uh, all fours, like going underneath the bed, it looks like, to grab something. Cool. So as you enter the door, he's yelling and screaming, the dog's growling and biting and pulling on his leg. His leg's, you know, knocking him off balance. Uh, what you see, he's got his hand on a shotgun. I don't really want to kill him, you know. So I, I aim, I aim to shoot at the shotgun or where his hand is. Um, but I'm shouting on Jasper. Jasper, get in here because I want him to clock him with the, the cosh. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm right behind him. Believe me. I'm. 
Yeah, I mean, really, we want to give this guy to police. I don't want to kill him. I, I, I blasted enough of the. This this guy's. A, I, I don't even think this guy's a, an alien. I think he's just a nut job. Yeah. Are you hesitating, Danny, or are you shooting? I'm shooting, but I don't. I really don't want to hit him. So I'm really aiming for the floor near the shotgun. You know, if I hit his hand, I hit his hand. But you know. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm gonna ask you to roll. I if think it's only be it's only way you can stop him and his tracks and not. If you crit fail, you're gonna hit him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, a regular pass. Okay. So if I can, ideally, I would actually hit the shotgun, you know, or right next to the shotgun, really to stop him getting it. All right, so, how about this? How about this? In all the chaos, the dog and the him yelling and the you realizing it's all happening very quickly. So I'm gonna say you aim to shoot the shotgun, but you missed the shotgun. You didn't have enough time to aim that precisely. Mm-hmm. But you hit the floorboard like right next to his hand. Yeah. Right? So he yeah. clearly got the message that yeah. that's what you're saying. So in that split second then, I'll say Jasper, you have an opportunity to do something. And then tell you can think about what you're going about to do. Um, I, I'm going to clock him one. Okay. Um, uh, on on the nut. Yeah, I'm just get him, get him, Jasper, get him. With the kosh. I'm just going to go. Bam. Yes. Smack him on the forehead with the kosh. Are you calling Rex off first, or are you? Not yet. No, let him have his fun. I'm going okay. to smack him on the head, and then I'll I'll remove. Rex. And that's a 34 out of 50, which is just a regular success. What's the damage on that thing? It's a 1d8, aren't they? 1d8, yeah. That's nasty. It is. Oh, fuck. <laughs> He's dead. Um, I've just done eight points of damage. Wow. <laughs> Which was the, the one and only time I didn't want to roll maximum damage with a weapon. Can you not get a smaller kosh? <laughs> eight points. Um, it, could it be a safety kosh? Could it just knock him completely out? Yeah, I'm going to have to do a constitution out here. think I've probably just fractured his skull. That's what I'm going to say. And you're Which is ironic, considering what he was about to do to someone else. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to say you, you did that. Maybe, you know, your adrenaline got ramped up and you knocked him square in the head, right on the side of the head, which is the weaker spot. Uh, so yeah. he, is, he is clearly dazed and out of it for a split second. Um, you know, you did a, a huge amount of damage with that hit. Um, Tug, anything? Uh, you said the windows were open? Not open. I just meant there were no curtains or anything. Okay. Uh, can I open a window? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to open up the window and I'm going to yell as loud as I can. Police! Police! Okay. Try to get people's attention. All right. Good idea. 
Okay. Uh, no reaction at the moment, but that's, you know, maybe it'll take a moment or something. Maybe I'm loud. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Uh, okay. I'm so kind of, I'm, I'm kind of getting ready to take, um, Rex off, but, um, I'm, I'm also sort of waiting for Danny to get the shotgun away from him first. Yeah. Okay. I, I do that. I think he's, is he, is he actually unconscious or is he just like, he's still conscious. He's just been whacked upside the head to the point where he saw stars. So I, well, I, I probably kick the, kick the shotgun across to the corner of the room. Okay. That makes sense. Because he's obviously messed up enough not to, you know, jump up and mm -hmm. grab the shotgun. Yep. Find the rag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea, actually. It's a very good idea. Um, he probably either has a rag or it's in the room. Yeah. yeah. I, I, after I yell for a bit, I, I grab the, the rags probably in where Joel is. Mm. I, I grab it and I run around the, the room to see what's going on and I throw the rag at whoever's on top of the preacher at this point. Well, so in my mind, Danny just kicked the shotgun away. Jasper, you are within arm's reach because you just clocked him in the head, so I think you're probably closest. Does Tug not take a sniff to see what it smells like? <laughs> <laughs> and then lands on top of the priest and kills him out, right? <laughs> Only had one hit point left. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need uh, to bring him to justice. Jasper, do you take the rag? Um, no, I'm I'm um, uh, engaged in the business of um, getting Rex off. Okay. How do you do that? Um, I'm uh, grabbing his collar. I'm pulling him back. Uh, as I'm pulling him back, I'm twisting the collar very slightly and just saying, off! Like that. Or possibly I might be saying, os! Os! Did you go to the trouble of giving Rex a pow stat? I did. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think... I'm wondering what level of training you've established with Rex. Like, is he going to obey you on the first try? Or is there a certain amount of, you know, this is what he was trained for, this is what he's doing, and he's just not listening to you? It's it's Jasper's pow versus a dog's pow. Well, I would have, I would have said that um, if he fails his willpower role, then he would would let go. That's the way I've always assumed it would be with, with dogs when they're trained. That if they want to do something of their own volition, that involves them passing the power role. Because then the, that, that's their willpower having succeeded. Okay. I'm just, I'm curious how that plays out. So I'm going to ask you to roll. Okay. And he has failed power roll, I rolled 55 and his power is 40 and uh, so I would take that to mean that he has released Okay, so point. I just want to maybe that little bit of uh, the fact that he maybe hesitated sticks in your mind now that you got to be careful with that that maybe Rex either needs more training or maybe he needs I don't, I don't know what the answer is but it, it's just registering in your mind, that's all so yeah, so he uh, 
he releases. Tug, do you want do you want to still then have drag then? We'll say. Well, I'll, I'll throw it, but I'm going to run back to the window and, and yell some more unless I see people coming. Okay. Um, okay, so I'll just say you just drop it on the ground. Uh, there was a bed there, and that's where the shotgun was under the bed. Okay. So you drop it the rag on the bed. Uh, you run back into the other room, and you start yelling. Uh, you see there's a house across the street down a little bit, and you see one of the lights come on. So maybe somebody has heard you at this point. And if I see them, I yell, call the police, call the police. Okay. I'm trying to think, there's no yell roll, so I'm trying to think, uh, is there a skill for that? Shit. Well, there, there's a luck. The luck involves yeah, okay. English yeah. or not. I got a 21, so I passed my luck. Passed? Okay, good. Uh, All right, it looks uh, like somebody, you know, somebody looked out the window, maybe a little old lady and she hears you. So there's like a, you make eye contact. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is in French. Pole, pole. <laughs> you want a chicken? No. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, Jasper? So I think um, I just pick up the rag off the bed. Of, when I realized Tug decided to run away again and, and shout, you know, fair enough. Okay. So either if, if Jasper's three, I'll just toss him the rag because he's right on him, almost or for the uh, arm. If not, I'll just go over and stick it in his face. Okay. So in a matter of maybe it's worn off a little bit, or maybe it's evaporated a little bit, but in a fairly decent amount of time, he loses consciousness. Tie him up. Yeah. I'm great. Yeah. Stand, standing over him with a barking dog at the moment. So things are kind of quiet now. Like all that action just happened in a split second and everything. So now he's down. He's unconscious. He's laying on the floor. Rex has stopped barking. Um, anybody want to do anything specific? The police are probably on their way. I think I think once he's kind of out of it, if Tug's still through the room, I'm going through to find out what this is all about. You know, because we thought <clears throat> we thought there was maybe some kind of alien presence. Yeah, is there any sense of anything strange, or is it like a butcher shop? Yeah, it's kind of. You get the sense that I mean, it, I think I was clear, but the the reddish. They were bloodstains, obviously. So right, right. this is, that room was his, quote, murder room, right? Murder That's room. where he mm. removed the tops of their skulls. Um, is there a basement? No, let's just say this. I'll say, could you do, no, I'm not even going to stop this by hidden. In the room that you're in now, so not the murder room, but the one that you knocked him unconscious in, mm. uh, Again, it's sparse. There's like there's just a bed. There's no real, but there's a, a shelf or a desk that's got a bunch of books stacked up on it. In addition to that, on the uh, desk, there's a. Um, you familiar with the term phrenology? Yeah. It's a there's skull one of those bumps on it. Yeah, there's one of those phrenology skulls, ceramic skulls, on the the desktop there. And there's quite a few books, and they're all about um, prophecy, 
So there's some religious type books about prophecy and prophets. Mm. Um, there's a whole bunch of books on palmistry and phrenology. Um, so it's, it's really like he's, he's got this whole twisted, uh, trying to tell the future. He's trying to figure out the future. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's a crackpot. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. You got it. Um, psychopath. There's a small notebook. And after just shuffling through a couple pages of that, that's pretty much your, you're, you're getting that sensation there, that impression. Um, the other, he's got uh, the word able. He says background, excuse me, uh, background discharged from the army. Now an alcoholic area six and six a of brain combativeness, normal area 13 parentheses self-esteem is identity is indented. Uh, and then underneath that it says Cornet, uh, Corbett, uh, background mill worker, unemployed, heavy drinker, all areas appear normal. And there's a third one that says Roche background, unknown, taciturn uh not sure if i said that right homeless man area 10 for secretiveness is large so he so, thinks that he styles himself some sort of forensic scientist but he's insane yes all right so what happens when the police get there yes yeah, so, police guys that we we'll, know yeah what we'll do is we'll just i think we'll just wrap this up uh if there's anything specific you want to do, just let me know. But I'll just say that, you know, the police arrive. There's a lot of confusion. You're trying to explain what all happened. But, you know, you've been up front with them from the start. So there's a certain level of trust. You know, at first they're like, what do you think? Eventually it's all worked out. The police are very happy that you came, that you helped. The, there's a, um, a jean shirt in the closet. Uh, with that little piece of scrap fabric that you found earlier that was from the jean shirt. So they have now connected evidence that puts him at the scene of the murder. Um, so in a nutshell, the police, thank you. Um, you can each do one D six sanity points for restoration. Oh, So much ink in my sanity area. <laughs> uh, there's a couple more actually. So you can do another D6 because you saved the victim. So the first D6 was because you captured Dubois alive. The second one was for saving the victim, Joe. And you get a third one. You can do a 1D4. And that's basically for discovering that the priest was insane, uh, which thus proves that the Mugo were not involved. Yeah, why was he? Well, okay, we know why he was cutting their heads off. He, he was playing around with this phrenology nonsense. Still, course, we still don't know that it's opportunity to use my spell. I'm sorry, what was that, Mick? Still didn't get an opportunity to use my spell. I was getting ready uh, at the uh, with the, the big man at the railroad. 
just in case he turned uh, nasty, I was going to hoodoo him. All right. To, to be fair, you had an opportunity. You just didn't take it. Yeah, I didn't. I, didn't. <laughs> I thought, I thought, you know, it might, it might exacerbate the situation. Yeah. Cool. Oh, well, your cosh could have taken him out anyway. Yeah, I wouldn't have got eight damage if I was fighting him, would I? I would have got a one if I was fighting him. <laughs> All right, Jeff, is that where we call it then? Yeah, we, we, can, we can end it there. All right. Our players included Mick Swan, Ken Trench, and myself with Jeff Wilkins as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to support our show, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Riley, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck. Good gaming.